You're listening to Wisdom of the Ages, the show that taps into the many expressions of universal, ancestral and personal wisdom to ignite evolutionary consciousness. Welcome and blessings. This is Anne Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light, and I invite you to explore solutions for an evolving humanity. Today, my guest is Mirabai Devi, who in the future will be my co-host. We're working on it. It's going to happen soon. And today we're going to be talking about past lives and Akashic records. It's really fascinating. We were talking about a little bit before the show, and I think you might just love this. There's a massive influx of light happening right now on the planet. And, And so this increase in light is making us release these old lifetimes, these things that don't serve us anymore. If we're hanging on to them or we get stuck in some way, it can cause us a lot of pain and suffering. And so we need to remember these past past lives, root it out and let it go. So there's real wisdom in trusting the process of our unfolding. Even when we get into these places that seem difficult, there's wisdom in breaking free. So, you know, I think it's also good in this show or the shows like this to talk about the changes that are taking place. It can be scary because things are changing quickly, but I think when we talk about it, we take the fear out of it. Yeah, sometimes life is painful, but when we consciously embrace these perceived difficulties, things can change, things can heal. And of course, I just want to say too that you know, we, we can just remember to breathe, you know, when, when we're really caught in something, just remember to breathe. We're involved in an eternal story. And this is just something that's happening right now. Um, you know, there are past lives and future lives going on all kinds of timelines, but there's also a higher power that we can trust an infinite light an infinite wisdom that has many forms and many faces. And we're going to explore some of these forms and faces on the show today. So when we remember this higher power, this infinite light, when we remember it in our heart, then we know we're going to be okay. All of us are going to be okay. So light activations encourage us to raise our frequency up, to shift into compassion, increase gentleness. Mirabai Devi is going to give a light activation at at the end of the episode. So this can be helpful and healing for all of us. Love has a very high frequency. But sometimes, though, when we're afraid or experiencing suffering, we can feel disconnected. And and just remember, again, this is normal. These are times of shift and change. Be gentle with yourself. Go outside, breathe in and out. Let the sunlight or starlight fall on your skin. Put your feet on the soil. Arrive in the present moment. Be here. Ask to be in touch with the infinite light. Ask and you shall receive. That's all that's required. So, after this brief ad break, I'm going to bring on my future co-host, spiritual teacher Mirabai Devi, and we are going to do this deep dive into past lives and Akashic records, how we access the records, how we can work with the many timelines that we're not, not always aware of. But as these, these energies increase on the planet, we have more and more access to these other places. So let's tap into this higher power. After all, God is our best friend. So Check out Mirabai Devi's website on mirabaidevi.org. And you can also find my folk and fairy tales and angel tales on infinitelightpublishing.com. So if you stay to the end of the episode, Mirabai Devi will conclude with a healing light activation. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Messages of Infinite Light. So Mirabai and I have done several podcast episodes now, including Love of the Divine, Heading Towards Liberation, and an Evolving Humanity. You can find them on superpowerexperts.com slash power up slash messages of infinite light. I hope you'll check them out. There's a lot of healing, a lot of light there for you. So Mirabai, are you ready to join the show? Yes, I am. Thank you so much, Ian. Thank you for inviting me on again today. This is so fun. I've enjoyed doing this with you. I'm learning so much. I'm having 
healings with every <laughs> with every podcast. This is really good. A healing with every podcast. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> so I'm excited about our topic today about um, past lives and future lives, I suppose, and different timelines and how they impact us in the present moment. Do you want to just, I mean, what are past lives? Yeah, so past lives are the different fragments or aspects of us that are incarnated into different forms during different timelines. Some of them are on Earth and some of them are in other dimensions and some of them are on other planets. And some of them are human and some of them are non-human. And so when we are opening ourselves up to see them, we really can't call them past lives because they're happening in so many different timelines. Some of them are in the future. Some of them are parallel. Some of them are in, some of them are in past uh, AD or BC. And so I've come to the point where I just call them different timelines now. Okay, so we can, I understand, access our Akashic records and see the book of all of, of our spiraling lifetimes. So how do we open up this Akashic record book? What is this about? Beautifully asked, the spiraling records, the way that I describe them is that in the old movie reels where we used to take a movie projector and we'd put the reel of the movie on and it would project onto the screen frame by frame by frame the different images from A to Z of the movie. And all those different images from A to Z of the movie spiraling on the reel, each frame is a different lifetime or incarnation. During incarnation, it feels as real as this one does now when you're in it. However, the soul has access to all frames of the movie at any time because it's learning different lessons from anywhere in the movie reel simultaneously, but it's learning through the current clip or frame that we're in or that we're located in now. So if you want to look at it as a movie reel, You'd have to watch the entire movie from the beginning to the very end to understand why and how all the lifetimes go together to make sense of the whole journey of the soul and what the soul is learning and gaining and exploring through each and every clip of that movie, each and every timeline of our different evolutionary incarnatory pathway. So how we access that is we have to access our higher self or our soul to ask for permission to enter that doorway into the library. And that is the library of the Akashic Records. And when we talk about a library, we're talking about an image of either a library with many books or a library with many cabinets. And in each cabinet, uh, the filing drawers or the filing cabinet drawers and in each filing cabinet drawer there are different files that contain different timelines or lifetimes so it's a vast library system that we're accessing but once you tap into your higher self's wisdom your higher self can show you any file that it wants you to see does that help that does. I sort of get this image of this vast library and this little dub is coming out with one scroll. And I'm getting, I'm getting this, you know, I'm getting the sense that I could watch all these lifetimes simultaneously, but it would probably drive me crazy. And it's better just to look at this unfurling scroll and see what it is that I need to understand in this given moment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly because that one scroll is about all we can focus on at one time because we have this thing called the monkey mind and the monkey mind is unable to perceive anything outside of this lifetime nor is it able to perceive really that much uh in reality to do with truth the monkey mind is always blocking truth because it's rational rational mind does not want to include anything that is outside of what it considers logical. 
And this to the conscious mind is not logical, right? It's not A plus B equals C. It's Einstein's formula. So we're looking at a multiverse with infinite timelines. So that's why it's focusing on one scroll at a time, taking one body at a time and having our consciousness be located there and then pulling out one timeline to look at and work through at a time, maybe multiple scrolls at a time to look at. We're then able to process that until we become more advanced and more experienced at looking at multiple scrolls, multiple timelines. And ultimately, we will evolve, every single one of us, to seeing all movies simultaneously. I'm looking but not right now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, I think. I, but you know, I had a dream last night that um, I was standing in a in, in a wood, in woods. It looked like old sort of medieval time. Of the, and the woods seemed to have like these um, emerald leaves and lights coming through. And there was a fountain. And, there, and I looked and inside the fountain, there was a sword. So I pulled the sword out of the fountain. And I heard a little dove that was sitting on top of the fountain say, that's a double-edged sword. That's the sword of truth. And it can be either used as a curse or a blessing. Make sure you use it well. And I woke up. <laughs> that, sounds very, that sounds very Avalon. And, 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 yeah, it sounds very King Arthur. Knights of the Round Table kind of wisdom coming through you. Knights of the Round Table. They seem to, to show up and, and chat with me. That Maybe I need to go back and look at the Akashic Records and uh, see what King Arthur has to say. Yes. You're, <laughs> you're getting a very clear message about that sword. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so one thing that I want to know about is when... Now, if somebody has an illness, let's say if they have a, a pain in their body or they have an illness, can that be related to something that happened in a previous life? Yes, because the pain in the body is, is located at a certain spot where tra trauma has been harbored or held from other lifetimes or timelines. And so every illness, every accident, even a wart or a mole or a birthmark is located in an area where we're holding either a previous trauma or a previous death or a, pre a previous bodily injury memory. So often when we injure an arm or we injure a leg or we injure a certain body part, it's coming from another timeline memory that has not fully been cleared. Now, I'm going to talk more about this as we go forward. So I'll, I'll hand it back to you, Aime. Well, I mean, I just find it really interesting. I I wonder if you would be open to sharing some examples of, of what's happened when you've worked with the Akashic Records with some of your clients and, and they've had releases. I mean, obviously can't share people's names, but just some generally some things that you've seen. Yeah. So what I've seen is <clears throat> specifically, I've seen um, blindness in either one eye or both eyes that come uh, in a client that comes specifically from uh, sort of very uh, severe trauma to the eyes in multiple past lives, whether it's through like a hot poker or torture or whether it's through an accident um, uh, or whether it's through a, a genetic degrading of eyesight um, through a lineage pattern. I've seen it manifest in the form of blindness um, I've seen people lose their hearing, overhearing very traumatic uh, arguments or conflicts. Uh, I've seen people manifest um, just physical lack of success and lack of um, enjoyment in terms of things flowing in a negative direction instead of a positive direction because of specific past incarnations where they were either... Um, hurt or injured or tortured or traumatized and so they're holding vows or they're holding you know when when a person is hurt in the process of death uh, and they die and they make a vow to um, for example to never forgive the person who injured them or tortured them or killed them or if they make a vow that all humans 
are bad and and um, destructive, or if they make a vow that they never want to come back into a human form again, any one of those kinds of vows or judgments will bind us. And so those people get bound to those judgments. And so living in a human incarnation is very challenging. Um, humans are very difficult towards them. Relationships are tough because of those um, belief systems, because of those vows, because of those affirmations that have been made and cast. And then it becomes very difficult. Sometimes people will take on three, four, five incarnations or more. I've seen, you know, eight and 10 incarnations to play out releasing those, those uh, vows, judgments and affirmations that were made at the time of death. And so it doesn't mean that we don't naturally um, go through cursing or um, or judging the person who tortured us, but it just means that if we don't clear that in a future timeline, that being now, that's going to impact our health, it's going to impact our body, and it's going to impact our success, and it's going to impact and, and, and limit our happiness and joy. So uh, pretty much uh, going through those different timelines and clearing these vows or affirmations that are made, pacts that are made with oneself, have helped to release people from physical, bodily injury and harm, to illnesses and diseases, to blindness and deafness, to also clearing um, lifelong uh, things like, uh, you know, uh, Parkinson's or um, rheumatoid arthritis and things like that that have come from trauma. And I've actually seen physical things clear up, sometimes even on the spot, uh, when we clear the root cause, because the root cause is hidden on these unseen levels. And sometimes we even close the third eye. I've seen many times, many people, they've closed their third eye because either through ceremonies or through protection from parent, parental protection or loved ones, or just through uh, visualizing themselves. Uh, to do certain uh, techniques to close the third eye because they've been exposed to very traumatic experiences um, in, in many different incarnations. And these happen when we're playing lifetimes of being a victim. So it, I could go on and on there about that, but I'll hand it back to you. Well, it, make, it makes sense. I remember hearing the stories of, of Tudor Paul at the Chalice Well and, and how he would... Um, take people back. I mean, and this was in present time, he would take people back to the, to, uh, to the time in which an accident happened and then they could heal. They would heal in that, in that, in that moment. It was some, had something to do with a belief that was, that had gone astray or some, something that had really upset the person. So I, I do, I understand that there's powerful healing. Yeah. For example, oh. mm -hmm. if we have an emotional trauma, Mm -hmm. And we have a, a physical loss at the same time. The emotional trauma combined with the physical loss of a loved one or a family member um, will, will join together and end up creating a, a physical, emotional, or mental uh, condition that can turn into a disease. And we can reverse that by taking that into them into the moment of the original trauma and unjoining um, dividing the emotional trauma from the physical loss and then communicating with the soul of the person who's departed and working with that person's emotional body to release what they're holding on to. Cause often, you know, when somebody dies, the only way we can stay connected to them is to feel angry with them or to feel um, that in some way, you know, they've abandoned us. And so holding on to those feelings of anger and abandonment help us feel connected because that's the last moment on earth we had together was that moment of what we felt in losing them. So when we undo those emotions that are bound together, when the emotional uh, response binds with the feeling of loss or their actual physical trauma of the loss, then it roots in the physical or mental disease. And so I've had a lot of success with undoing that by taking people back into that moment of trauma and releasing it. In fact, I think I'm going to be beginning a program and do some programs um, because I'm doing that a lot with one-on-one -on -one clients to release that kind of trauma um, every day. But, but doing that in a group is quite a whole nother experience altogether. So, so it's, it's actually um, just unwinding the tape. If you take somebody into the moment, they've just, you know, 
accidentally cut themselves with a knife while cooking or, you know, broken their ankle while walking and falling in a hole in the street or, um, you know, banging their knee and now it's all swollen up and black and blue. If you catch it in the very, very early stages and you bring the divine light transmission into it, it'll usually heal in two to 30 minutes. It's the same thing if you take somebody back through this through their visualization into the original moment of the trauma, it's also possible to undo it. Obviously, the earlier you catch things, the, quick, the faster they can heal. But all timelines can be collapsed into the present and dealt with in the present. You understand what I'm saying? I do, because I imagine some of these traumas happened 2,000 years ago or 5,000 years ago or something like this. And so you would have to collapse the timeline in order for the healing to take place. Right. Cause it's all, it's amazing actually that something that happened that, that long ago is still happening now, but that's, that's the truth. And also there's something, I think when, when I started doing some work around past life regression too, and also future, you know, going into the future, I was like, oh my gosh, this is an eternal story. I don't have to be any rush <laughs> because this is going to go on forever. And I'm just here to evolve and I can, trust this process. So I started to tap in. I really just, I was thinking about the higher power, tapping into the higher power, tapping into the infinite light that really understands your, your optimal evolution. And so it seems to me that when you go and you pull out the scroll or the dove hands you the scroll, it's an invitation for your own healing in some way, would you say? Yeah, I, I actually was really wanting to address what you just said, particularly the point in about um, that all timelines are recorded in the Akashic records and the soul has permanent access to that. So when we access the higher self and we go into the library to receive any of those records, well, all of the records are also kind of opening like little envelopes and little stories are popping out in our bodies throughout different times of this incarnation. So all of a sudden, you know, we have a disease. All of a sudden, we lose a loved one. All of a sudden, we're dealing with an emotional, uh, mental illness. All of a sudden, we're dealing with, you know, and so forth. And so if we, if we go back into the records, we can see that all these different lifetimes are impacting us in that moment, producing the form of that disease or producing the form of that loss or abandonment or producing the form of that mental illness as a reaction or response to the different memories that have not been properly cleansed or healed. Those memories, it's not to say that we have to go through our entire Akashic records every single day, all day long. It's just as stuff is arising, we have to stop looking at the world as a victim and say, well, they're doing this to us or it's because of them that this is happening to us. No, because everything that's happening on the outside world is a, a holographic universe. It's the reflection of what's happening inside of ourselves. So when we go into the records to look and see why we are creating it, why we are reflecting it and why it's up for us right now, the answers are right there. Well, maybe there's four incarnations or three incarnations where we made vows, where we had traumatic deaths, where we were injured and tortured by a certain group, or where we lost our life over a very painful circumstance. Maybe we lied to someone, maybe some group lied to us, maybe we were betrayed, you know, all different stories, you know, that come from these different timelines. And I can talk a little bit about the kinds of things we'll see here when we look in will make us suffer in the now. And if we're looking in the now at the symptoms, we're really not going to heal it until we address and heal and cleanse the traumatic memories that are held in our DNA. They're held in our blueprint. They're held in our etheric field. They're held in our soul's blueprint. They're accessible through the Akashic Records. There's so many ways to get at them and access them. So when, when, I have two questions really, but let me ask the first one. Why do you think families come together? Do people have karma together? Are they, are they assigned to each other? Why do you think we come together as families? So we come together as families, and this is because everything that happens to us is deliberate. 
before we come into a body, we look at different movies. We do a review and we see, you know, maybe we look at 14 different lifetimes and we see which of the 14 lifetimes is going to best help us to burn off the traumatic, traumatic karmic imprints that we're carrying from other timelines. And we choose our parents, we choose our families, we choose our siblings, we choose our spouses, we choose all the significant players in our life that will play and act the script that we hand them. And very often that script is, is a matching script because it helps them awaken, it helps us awaken, it helps them clear and cleanse, it helps us clear and cleanse. So it's the sort of infinite orchestrating precision power of the universe, which we call Rama, that infinitely orchestrates that every single overlapping human being soul is getting its lessons through this particular movie and script that's interlacing with everybody else's movie and script. So we're handing each other our scripts. We're playing the roles and parts for each other. And then that is maximal, optimal opportunity to burn through as much challenge, as much karma, as much pain and suffering, as much unresolved trauma as possible through a body so that we can clear and cleanse and release it to move towards higher graduation. Because when we move towards higher graduation, ultimately, we don't have to play in these fields anymore. We don't have to play in these worlds anymore. We can move to more fun places. How fun. <laughs> we better do this work then. We better get on with it. <laughs> I think that sounds great. <laughs> we have to face the trauma and the pain. We can't run for uh, we can't run from it. As C.S. Lewis said, there's no way out but through. And we have to face it and go within and deal with it. Because if we run from our pain bodies, they're going to become scary monsters and demons and chase us down until we deal with it. And we, if we don't listen to the whispers, we'll have to listen to the shouts until cosmic mother universe is slapping us awake saying, do you get it already? Do you get it now? <laughs> so, we don't want to wait for that time. We want to deal with it now and now and now until we're so clean, we can look forward to enjoying the, the, the green pastures of the heavenly celestial realms or Nirvana. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that does sound good. So, okay. So how do we, how do we begin? Like, what is it? Um, I mean, probably each of us listening right now has, has something we're working on, be it a, a physical condition, a, you know, some sort of issue we're working on with a, with our spouse or a sibling or some, something, you know, our work situation, we're all working, we're all works in progress. And so for this show today, what would sort like, how, how do we go? Okay. I mean, is there a is there a way that we sort of can start to tap into these energies and let the dove hand us something so we can show up and do our work? Yeah. So first of all, we make a list of whatever is not working in our life right now. Okay. So let's see what's going on today. Let's see what's not working right now. Let's see where we're stuck and where we're stuck in a recurring a uh, little bit of a nightmare. So it might be a thought form that's recurring over and over. It might be a dream that's recurring over and over. It might be a pattern that keeps on playing out and you keep getting tripped up every time and with the same result, no matter how hard you try to get to a different result. Mm -hmm. So you get stuck. So at that point, where are you going to go? You're going to go within. And so when you go within, you're working with your higher self and your guides. You're asking, um, obviously a, a, a skilled facilitator of the Akashic records who can read your records for you to lead you through a process where you can look at your past lives. And you can also do that with a past life regressionist. Um, you know, both Ain and I see past lives and work with past lives. And I read the Akashic records for people, for many people all over the world. And then we go through the different three or four or 10 or 14 lifetimes where the trauma is held, we heal it, we release it. <laughs> and then we notice as we release it, the circumstances change in the third world, third dimensional world, and also in the fifth dimensional and higher planes. So if you want to try that for yourself, I recommend first 
developing a deep relationship with your inner voice and your inner listening. You have to be able to take a pen and paper and sit down, you know, two to four times a day and ask your higher self questions and let your higher self give you the answers and write down the answers that you get and learn to develop your inner listening skills and your ability to hear the voice of your God self or hear the voice of your guides. That's the first place to start. Usually our clear sentience opens first. We feel it in our gut. We know we know this person. We know this is a deja vu. We know we've been here before. We feel like we're kind of living in the in the past uh, because we've seen this movie. So that's more of a clear knowing, a clear feeling. Later on, we develop the audio in the throat channel. The throat channel is in the ears and the throat and it opens the ability to listen and hear our guides. And that often opens with a very high pitched ringing sound, um, which a lot of people are thinking it's tinnitus, but often it's just the ringing of the celestial sounds, the cosmic ohm, hearing our guide. Sometimes we'll hear the angelic choir singing if we really listen carefully. And then it turns ultimately into voices. And we always want to make sure it's the most loving, most positive, most kind, most uplifting, most supportive voice that we're hearing because we want to hear the voice of our positive guides and mentors and teachers or our God self, our higher self, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, we might start to see images or visions or have it show up to us in dreams. Or if somebody were to work with me, I would actually say, do you see this? Do you see that? And most people can visualize it if they don't actually directly see it. Some people will feel it. I don't see it, but I feel it. Or I don't see it or feel it, but I hear it. Mm -hmm. um, there's different faculties that open at different times. Um, not everybody has their inner senses open. So I recommend a course, a workshop, a program to open the third eye, to open your inner audio, to open your inner feeling, to open and develop your clear, your, your clear sentience, your intuition, your inner knowing that'll help to lead you to your guides and higher self that'll help to lead you to your Akashic records so that's that's really the journey or the pathway or the map and that's the work that I do with my clients and students aim that's really that is really beautiful and I, and I think for the listeners just to just from a really simple perspective one of the exercises that I really like to do when I I'm running across something difficult. I mean, I do think it's important to write down your just uh, defects of character and just because we're evolving, we're learning, we're not doing it to, to criticize ourselves. We're actually doing it out of self-love. It's because we're all becoming precious pearls, right? So if we, but we can do an exercise either as a gestalt in a chair where you have a chair that you're talking to, or you get your pen and paper out. And, and I would always say, I'm calling on spirits assistance. And for this reason, and I'm, and the, I think the more clear we are about why we're calling on spirits assistance and, and for what particular reason, the, the more clarity will come through. But for me as a writer, that tends to work really well. I just, I just write that down. I'm calling in spirits assistance. I need help with this, um, my writer's block and this, you know, whatever it is right in that particular moment in time. And then, and then almost like the muse, the, my higher self will come through and I can start to engage in a, in a dialogue. And uh, some people aren't writers. They, uh, my husband likes to use a chair. So he just talks to the chair. He moves back and forth. But uh, I think this is a good way to begin. And, you know, as you said, as, as we develop, we develop the clairaudience, clairsentience, clairvoyance, and so forth. But um, I'd love to jump in for just a second, if I may. Absolutely. Yeah. So what Anne's talking about with the chair is that there's different aspects of your multidimensional self and there's different fragments of yourself. So the, if you put a chair or even two chairs or three chairs in front of you and you're trying to access a particular trauma to heal it, you might put your inner child in one chair and dialogue with her. Or you might put your parent in one chair and dialogue with them. That way you can get into the moccasins of your inner child or of your parent. Or you might put your higher self in one chair and let your higher self answer you uh, from that chair and from that perspective. And then you're literally channeling your inner child or channeling your parental self or ch channeling um, your higher self. And then the answers are coming from a different part of your brain because you've put yourself in their moccasins. You've become them. In a sense, you've shape-shifted. So this is actually a, a particular training 
that people do through inner voice dialogue or various types of, uh, you know, a family constellation and various types of therapies that are readily available these days that are very, very helpful to get outside of this self version that says, why is this happening to me? I'm stuck in this perspective. Why can't I see outside of this? So you're actually putting yourself into the other perspectives and seeing outside through their lens. Same thing when you're writing and you ask your higher self to answer, you're channeling a different aspect of yourself that has the answers, that is connected, that knows the knowledge and is access to infinite wisdom. Now, we're not expecting you to be there when you're at the starting point. At the very beginning, the most important thing to do might be seek a teacher, seek a counselor, talk to your best friend, find a healer, find a past life regressionist, get counsel from a human form that you can trust and work with in the beginning until you learn to develop and advance these aspects within yourself. Back to you, Anne. I think that's important to elaborate on. Yeah, I think that is really good. And it's... um. It can be very powerful, this, this. Uh, I mean, I call it the gestalt, but they, uh, different people call it different things, the trio or whatever. And it, it, it is used often in um, family systems work as you get to know your inner child or your different aspects of your being, including the beast, I think, or you can, we get to meet the beast also. So anyway, and we realize that each of these parts of our being is actually very precious in some way. You know, the, the child tends to be very innocent and and can also be quite frightened sometimes or who knows can be you can meet your wild child but you know there's also there are also aspects but we want when we do this kind of work we want to be in a safe place and we and if there are other people with us they need to be people who know what they're doing or that really love us because it's it's inner you know this is the inner circle work and um, but a lot of healing can happen when we access these parts. And I, I keep sort of laughing about the beast, but there's a part of ourselves. Some people call it the wild child or the, you know, the inner wild self or whatever. When we access that part, there's a lot of power and creativity and juice and fun and sexiness in that aspect. And so each of these has a different, a different gift. And ultimately they're part of our wholeness. So so very powerful work. And I, I heard recently, I was very disturbed to hear that the mental illness rate has gone up a lot, you know, probably in, due to the pandemic, but also just all the negative news that's thrown at us and, the, and also probably the increased energies on the planet too. And so I feel it's important to find teachers, to find groups, to find spiritual friends to work with because some... Um, you know, just little things can come up and you can hear them. Like I remember I was doing a workshop at Pacifica Graduate Institute and um, Dr. Azenstadt said, um, you know, if you ever experience depression, that's your soul talking to you. And I never forgot that. I was like, oh, I'm depressed. I need to talk to my soul, you know? And then, and that was, that was a, a real turning point in my life. And so I think we can en- encourage each other towards wholeness. Would you say Mirabai? Yeah, thank you. I was just going to say that not just depression is your soul talking to you, but a car accident is your soul talking to you. A death of a loved one is your soul talking to you. A death, a disease is your soul talking to you. When you trip and, you know, bump yourself or, or cut yourself or break a bone or tear a ligament, that's your soul talking to you. If you, if you have, um, you know, anything that's happening in your 3D world that is a message that is loud, that is getting your attention, is your soul trying to get your attention to say, you need to go back inside and look at what the messages are and what your life is telling you, what your 3D hologram is telling you, and why this creation is showing up now. And that's why the Akashic Records is such a beautiful map or guide, because the soul is always communicating Um, Whether it's, you know, that you were hurt or abused as a child or whether it's that you um, you had shut down and lost your connection with the light or whether it's that, you know, you got depressed or whether you just lost your way or whether you lost trust or faith in in the world, whatever it is, it's showing you something very loud and clear. And this is your opportunity to listen. And so if you can't figure out the messages yourself, 
That's why you go to a guide or a counselor or a healer to show you what the messages are so that you can have them interpreted by someone else. And ideally, you want to work with someone who's a seer um, and someone who can see into the depth of what's really going on, because it's not just one thing. It's not just three things. It could be 20 or 30 or 50 things. And that's what's so nice about that is it gives you, like when I'm working with my clients, I'm giving them material to work through that they could be working on for months or years. And every day there's a practice. Every day there's there's a, an affirmation. There's a shift of perspective. There's there's an influence that they're bringing into the world where they're directing a new reality instead of being a victim and suffering. They're actually informing the universe with what they want to replace their experience or trauma with as a positive belief system or a positive affirmation or positive lesson. So it literally makes every moment of your life filled with spiritual practice and awareness and consciousness. And then things really turn around and you start to understand, oh my goodness, I'm the actor in the play that has been creating all of this all along to try to get myself and my own attention so I could be in constant dialogue with my higher self to learn and grow and evolve and understand and integrate all of this knowledge that's being given to me. And that's the only way that we attain wisdom is through integrating these experiences and learning ourselves. We can't have somebody else tell us, you know, our experiences. We have to experience it ourselves viscerally to create the knowledge of true embodied wisdom. And that's how the soul learns and grows. And that's why the soul takes on different embodiments and different forms so that it can learn and grow through the different forms. It's not that we are having our soul live in the body. The bodies live in the soul. The soul is as vast as God. It's as vast as the all that is. It's that the bodies live within the soul's capacity. And we have these symbolic versions where the soul gets to live uh, in symbolic versions and each little aspect of light, whether it's in the Padma, which is the higher heart chakra, which is the eighth chakra, which is just um, three finger widths beneath the heart chakra, or whether it's in the eighth chakra above the top of the head, both of these aspects where the light downloads into the form is where the highest self is coming into the body and informing the consciousness into the body. And that's actually so direct the relationship with the higher self, we can access it through within our own bodies. I'll hand that back to you. I just really love that, that we are, we're these, um, I guess Shakespeare talked about it a little bit, but we, we are merely players, but actually we're a little bit more than that too. When you step into the soul soul level we've created we've written the play that we're that we're acting in and we've done it so that we can evolve together i mean and and this is also true from a collective level even though the world seems absolutely crazy right now there's there is this there is wisdom behind all of it and if we can tap into the wisdom and not the dysfunction then we're well on our way so if you could do the akashic records for the planet ah and the soul of earth and yep. also knowing there are multiple Earths and multiple versions of Earth. And if you could look at the karma that's playing out on the planet right now and see where that karma is coming from through the entire history of the Earth from A to Z, it would all make perfect sense. It does. So, okay. If you think about the, the amount of pain humans have inflicted on each other and the animals and the planet for so long now, it's just, we, we really, I don't think we can move into the next age and, and just continue to act the, the way that we've, we, we've got to change. I mean, it's just time to change, right? So and that is the, and that is the, um, that is the negative agenda that plays through humans that destroys animals and plants and other humans and nature and is predatory and aggressive. That's the negative agenda. And so what's happening is that that humans, whether you want to call it the negative agenda playing through humans or the negative ego, whatever you want to call it, or AI interference, whatever, any which way you want to look at it, the human soul is angelic. It comes from the light. There are souls here on this planet that are Pleiadian, that are Arcturian, that are Andromedan, that are Venusian, 
that are Syrian and that are coming from the higher dimensions of light that are coming from the angelic realms in form and are here to bring about the higher light codes and to help evolve and awaken the planet, to help us make peace one another with one another and to help steward uh, the life forms on this earth to greater harmony and greater happiness. But when the negative agenda is still at play, then we see this conflicting agenda that's constantly coming in. And this is the part of the play of light and dark. This is part of the play of duality. This is a part of the play of the earth's ascension. And so we're ascending as we're watching the negative agenda grip and hold its claws into trying to hold and stop the ascension. It's not going to happen, right? They're going to try desperately to stop the ascension and the awakening of humanity, but that is an unstoppable force where all humans will wake back up to their angelic nature or to their ultra terrestrial light being nature. But it's just a matter of a process of more and more souls waking up right now and recognizing that they don't want to follow the negative agenda. They don't want to be utilized by the negative agenda. They want to work for the light and they want to work for the organic timeline and they want to work for the greater good of humanity and all sentient life. And that's the crossroads that we're at right now on the planet. There's the greatest battle of all time that's going on right now between the forces of light and the forces of darkness. That's where we're calling it. They called it Armageddon because it's up to every soul right now to choose to awaken because the awakening is available to us. As you said previously, there's more light and more light codes and more light frequencies coming into the planet right now but there's also this awakening happening in human beings and there's also this collapsing of the negative agenda so there's so many different timelines and agendas that are confluencing right now that for humans it's really a a battle for the soul to choose light or dark agenda and so that's why I'm such a support of the awakening of humanity that's why I'm such a support of the clearing of the Akashic records so that we can really clean up our act and commit to stepping into the light fully. That's beautiful. That's so well said. Thank you for that. Well, should we go ahead and clear up some of our records right now? (laughs) Yes, we can do that if you'd like to, if you're open to it. Absolutely. I, I, you know, maybe everyone can, can either can pick what something that they're working on right now and hold it up to the light. Yes, absolutely. So everyone can pick um, what is not flowing in your life right now. Where are you stuck or blocked? Where is there resistance? Where is some things just not working out for you and you feel frustrated with that or you feel stuck with that or it just seems like it's a heavy burden to be carrying and you're not seeing it getting any better? Or if it is getting better, only very, very slight improvements. And in some cases, even getting worse. So pick those things. Let's go into silence now. And let's tune in to what those are. And we'll just take a couple moments to do that here in silence. And as you're doing that now, also I ask you to look at what have you been hiding or not facing or not willing to see or not willing to look at because it's too painful to address in your life right now. It might be from this lifetime, might be from other lifetimes. Just ask your soul and higher self's wisdom to reveal it to you in your dreams, to reveal it to you in visions, in memories physical symptoms, whatever it is that you would like to ask for your higher self to show you what it is you need to know and see. And for those of you that are seers, you'll probably get a very visual movie in your mind's eye.
And then you're going to ask your influencing guides and your higher self and the karmic record keepers to help you to see or face that which you have not wanted to deal with and to make peace with it, to heal it, to transform it, to clear it to open yourself to letting it just flow through you and be released. And then if there are any belief systems or belief structures that you formed, any vows that you made or pacts, affirmations about other humans, other beings, you may want to take those vows, examine them and change them in the now to new affirmations, new vows, new pacts that are not destructive or harmful to your well-being because whatever you have wished on others is what you experience on you because others are you because we are all one. So as you pull those through with transforming them from dark to light, from negative to positive, replace and change them now. And when you've done so, you may create some positive affirmations for yourself. And I encourage you to write those down, life-giving affirmations and vows that recreate positive belief systems about humanity, yourself, and others. And so you may write those down or channel them or read them. If you need to borrow other people's affirmations, you can do so. You can look them up online and get affirmations off Google, or you can write them and then get a template off Google. And then whatever web browser you use. And then after that, we're going to take those positive vows and affirmations, the trauma that you've witnessed or seen, and we're going to transmit light into it to clear it and release it now from your body, your mind, your heart, your being, and all the multiple various versions of self that are affected by it in various timelines. So we're going to bring the light into clear it now. So open to receive this transmission. And you might find the positive affirmations moving through your mind as the light is transmitting also. Here we go.
You really want to feel the light transmitting through your body, tingling in your hands and feet. Feel the heat rising. Feel your heart opening. Feel your mind quietening. And feel your being coming into presence and peace. And as the light is now transmitting through you and that timeline or those timelines, I want you to just ask that aspect of yourself that went through that traumatic experience, if there's anything else that it needs in order to be integrated back into yourself now. And that part of yourself may tell you that it needs you to learn how to trust humans or learn how to trust yourself or it may tell you that you need to learn to love yourself or it may tell you that you need to do more practices or spiritual practices to heal the the pain that it's carrying or to awaken your consciousness or to give yourself greater self-care every day or it may tell you that there are certain people you need to go forgive in your life or that you need to do a practice of self-forgiveness for yourself every day or it may tell you that you're experiencing um, some kind of a, a hole, an empty hole or a black hole in a certain part of your body or in a certain chakra, and it may invite you now to place a certain crystal or a color or a colored gel or a frequency or a code into that part of your body or being where you feel that black hole, you feel that emptiness, you feel that pain, and go ahead and let your Uh, higher self guide you now or show you what it is that would be the perfect medicine for you. And it may be multiple things to go and listen and look and see what that is for you now. Thank you. Oh, that was so beautiful. Thank you for all of that. And I have my eagle feather to work with. (laughs) That's what came (laughs) forward. (laughs) So... Oh my goodness. Okay. So if people want to work with you, they can go to mirabydavid.org and sign up for sessions or listen to, to your work and so forth. Yes. Programs and teachings uh, are weekly. Teleconferences are twice a month. Uh, all different classes on all different topics, private sessions on Akashic record readings. And uh, yeah, everything's there on the website, mirabydavy.org, or if they sign up on the mailing list, they'll get everything mailed to them. Lots and lots to choose from online teaching so much volumes. That's exciting. And um, before too long, the shop will open here too. I have created the imaginal deck. And so a lot of this work is going to be uh, done with the with this imaginal deck. This is how we find all of our archetypes, all the different aspects of our being, how we work with them, and how we find our holy grail, which is the true whole self. So that's that's coming soon. I'll keep everyone posted about that. So Mirabai, is there a, a last message for everyone today? Um, just the last message is that um, get to know yourself, um, explore within. And there's a universe inside of you. There's so much to discover. Don't be afraid. Be courageous to face your own pain body and um, your own monsters. And you'll find that very quickly, the things in your life that are not flowing will start to flow beautifully. And the things that are painful will turn to joy and ease. And there is a formula for this. It's a science. Um, And after working with millions of people around the world for 30 years, I've seen such a high success rate with people turning their lives around that I know this stuff works. It really, really works. Our third dimensional reality is actually the mirror reflection of all of our other timelines that need to be healed. So I encourage you all to uh, jump off the diving board, jump into into the waters and really start to find out Uh, about what it is you need to heal and transform, bless and release and cleanse inside of yourself. It's an exciting journey. I'm proud of you all for making that journey within. And uh, I'm here as an interdimensional guide to help those that are ready to do the work. And I also know that you will find the people, teachers and guides around you in your communities where you need to find them now. I trust that. Absolutely. And that's beautiful. Okay, so to be continued. 
it will be on again in, in a couple more weeks. And, you know, if you want to go back and check out some more episodes, please do that. And until we meet again, may wisdom reveal its secrets to you one message at a time. And may the infinite light always be with you. May grace carry you like like the dove of peace. Many blessings. (laughs) Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 